Hey, Confessions of a Gym Rat listeners. Podcast merch is officially available up on my website, www.liftswithliz.com. You can order certified gym rat t-shirts, hoodies, and crewnecks. Check out the website for all of the options. What's up, everyone? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. I'm recording this on the Thursday before Christmas, so Christmas has obviously not yet happened, but if it, since, well, since this will be coming out and Christmas will have already happened, I hope you had a great holiday. Hanukkah was also last week, too, so happy Hanukkah to those celebrating and all that holly jolly goodness. If you are watching on YouTube, you might notice that the camera quality is a lot better. And that's because I decided to invest in a new camera. So what I was using before was I had a video camera, like one that you would literally like hold in your right hand, um, like a miniature version of what your dad used to record your home videos on when you were like three. Um, and it was okay. It got the job done. It got my first two episodes up on YouTube, but let's be real. The the quality was pretty blurry. So I I was like, you know what? This is going to be an investment. I might as well put the money into it since this is something I'm going to be doing every week. So for anyone that's curious, if you're looking for a new camera, I'm using the Sony ZV-1, I believe. Um, I had asked my friend who's a photographer and videographer and all that what I should get since I'm not going to be doing anything like super crazy. And he sent me, there was actually like a bundle deal. So it was like 500, almost $600, but it came with a like cleaning case um, and like all that equipment came with an extra memory card, a rechargeable battery, a whole bunch of fun little, fun little gadgets. So I'm very, very excited to play around and now you guys can really see me in high definition, <laughs> which speaking of, that kind of segues me into what I wanted to talk about next. So if you listened to last week's episode, my interview with Kristen Tanzer at the end, she suggested um, like one of the things that she was obsessed with or is obsessed with currently is the L'Oreal Gloomy, what is it? Lumi Glotion, that's what it is. I've been saying that name so many times this week. And it's a really, it's not a fun one to say, especially when you're like trying to be serious and you're like, oh, like they're like, what's on your face? And you're like, oh, it's the Lumi Glotion. No, not a fan of the name. But anyway, I picked it up at my local Ulta and tried it out. I had said during the interview, I thought it would be like a good thing for me to wear instead of a full face of makeup to work. Um, Cause you guys know I go to the gym after work and I didn't want my, I, I hate when I go to the gym with a full face of makeup on. And obviously the more I sweat in the gym, it's like a good thing. 
But with a full face of makeup on, it gets like sweats coming down your face and it's kind of orangey and you just feel like all your pores are opening up but your makeup's like seeping into it. It's a really gross feeling. And if you're someone who wears makeup or has worked out in makeup before, you definitely know what I'm talking about. It's like the same as like on a hot summer day, like when you're going to like a barbecue or something and you do your makeup and it looks really good and then you're sitting outside and you just feel like everything start to melt. Oh my God, it's so gross. Anyway, not the point of the story. Part of the story, I did get the lotion. We're just gonna call it that. Um, and I liked it really well. So I just put that on my face. It has like a nice tint and shimmer to it. Um, and I, what else did I do that day? I just put concealer on because I have a few little blemishes I need to cover up. Uh, and that was it. So I just hit my microphone, so I'm very sorry about that audio. But yeah, that was it. I'm a huge fan. Wasn't expensive. And I'll definitely be using that instead of putting foundation on my face every time I go to work. I feel like it's just healthier too. You know, like my, obviously my skin doesn't break out as much when I'm not wearing makeup as much. So we're just, we're going to go with that. I'm also at a point now, like I said last week, where I don't want to not wear makeup to work because, you know, I put on nice outfits and it's like, I, I like to do my makeup, you know, and I feel better with makeup on. Hand up. I feel better with makeup on. But uh, it takes up my time in the morning and too, like, I don't. Like I said, I don't like having it on for like a full day. So I'm going to be doing this instead. Just wanted to give you guys a little review there and the update on how I tried it out. Okay. I have a lot of things that I wanted to talk about in this intro and just a lot of things I wanted to talk about in general on today's podcast, but I made a little list, made a little list on my phone um, of the things I wanted to talk about and the first one, I realized that I missed such a good opportunity to tell this story last week when I was talking about my secret Santa at work. And I'd already recorded everything. I'd filmed like the whole episode and I was driving to the gym and I was like, God damn it. I missed this perfect story that I could have told. So I'm going to tell it now. And I feel like it would have been funnier last week, more in context, but oh well. So let's get into the story. Um, I mentioned last week that I had had my friend Chris for Secret Santa and he, one, he lives in North Carolina, so I had to ship his gift to him anyway, but he's obviously very busy being a new father. So he didn't, um, join us on our little like Zoom hybrid party thing when we opened up our gifts. So I... It was kind of bummed. I was like, I really want him to open these gifts in person, like in front of my eyes. Just to recap, I got him two things. I got him this very nice portrait of his family, like I said, you know, because he's got a new baby and he's got a dog. So that's a very nice sentimental gift. But Chris is a jokester. He's quite literally now the dad of the group. Um, and I was like, okay, I want to get him something meaningful, yes. But I, like, we're not sappy like that to each other. So I have to like top it off by giving him something funny. So while I was on Etsy doing my whole search, I typed in, I think I typed in like funny gifts for new dads or something. 
And this mug came up. And I was like, this is the perfect, this is perfect. He's going to crack up at this. And it just says, DILF, established 2022. Because that's when his baby was born. You know, it's a little, a little funny thing. A little, I keep hitting my microphone. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Um, anyways, a little funny thing. So when I had bought it on Etsy, it asked if I wanted to like put a custom note in it or anything. And I kind of figured like based on the note that they would pack it at the top. And I selected the custom note thing and I wrote, please don't open until Secret Santa. I don't think they attached the note at all. Let's just say that. I don't think they attached the note at all because this note never came up in conversation between the two of us. So I'm sitting next to my friend Tamara and I'm like, oh, I'm really bummed. I wish that Chris was going to be here because I want to see him open his gift. Like, I wonder if he could take a video. So Tamara texts him and was like, your secret Santa really wants you to take a video of you opening your gift. And he's like, I didn't get anything. And I'm like, oh my God, what do you mean you didn't get anything? Because I had got the UPS notification that everything was delivered. So she's like, really? It should have been two things, like a picture and a mug. And he's like, oh, that makes a lot more sense now. And I'm like, what does this mean? So I, I text him, I'm like, Chris, it was me. And he was like, yeah, I, it didn't come with like a note or anything. So I just like opened them and I was wondering where the mug came from. And I'm like, I'm sitting here going to myself, so you mean to tell me <laughs> that you got a package in the mail and you opened it, presumably next to or close in close proximity to your wife that just gave birth and is very hormonal. And it's just a mug that says DILF. Dad, I'd like to fuck. And my, my jaw dropped. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, please apologize to Alexandra. It was a joke. I like, it's not serious. And he was like, oh my God, relax. She thought it was hilarious, but I couldn't get over. Like I wanted to kind of die one of humiliation and two of laughter at the fact that a mug just showed up to his house like two days after his baby was born with no name and no explanation. And it just says, dad, I like to fuck. So going forward, if I have someone that I have to mail my secret Santa gift to, I don't really know how I'm going to uh, like address that. I, I don't know. I guess I should just put my name on it like as the return address so they know. Because when you get your gift, like you find out who your secret Santa is anyway. I don't know. Moral of the story, especially if you're going to send something that says DILF on it, make sure there's some sort of context before that package just gets shipped off because that is highly embarrassing, but funny. I, I mean, I thought it was funny, whatever. If I had somebody here that was like a co-host, I'm sure she would be laughing, but it's just me. So I hope you guys are laughing. Um, anyway, so moving on to my, uh, my list of 
things I wanted to talk about. Um, you guys might have, you might remember a few weeks ago when I really hyped up that I was seeing Take Me Out on Broadway because I wanted to see Jesse Williams. And then me coming back the next week saying, well, guess what? Jesse Williams wasn't there. He wasn't there at all. Um, and I was bummed. But I'm going back. Yes, I am going back to see the show again. <laughs> to see Jesse Williams. And this time I'm going on a Friday night. I'm literally going tomorrow. And if he's not there... You guys are going to hear me be really angry next week. Um, but my friend had a Broadway gift card that she won at our holiday party last year. And she's home from Chicago for the holidays. So we're going together. Um, she's a really big Grey's Anatomy fan too. And I just really feel like that chapter was not closed in any sort of way for me. Like I said a few episodes ago, it was a phenomenal play but I didn't get to see Jesse Williams and I didn't get to see Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I saw none of the people that I paid the money to see. So we're going again and I'm not going to get my hopes up. I've been having some dreams. I've been having some dreams that involve this play because I think I'm genuinely anxious about it. Like I think that it's actually something that's been burning in the back of my mind because I'm nervous that I'm going to show up tomorrow and he's not going to be there, which would make me very upset. But we're, so I'm not going to get my hopes up because every time I do get my hopes up, things crash and burn and don't go the way that I want to. So I am going to show up to this theater with the intentions that I'm going to see the same cast that I saw the first time. I'm at a loss of words, honestly. I was going to I was thinking about what I just said and then I was like, you know what? No, <laughs> if I show up and it's the same cast and Jesse Williams is not there, I think I'm going to walk out and leave my friend and go experience the city and do something else with my time. But anyway, prayers for me, please, that I didn't waste more time, energy and money for another disappointment. Oh, God, that's just story of my life. Anyway, my dad did something very, very nice yesterday that I wanted to share with you guys because I know he's not necessarily going to tell anyone. The, The way that we were raised as kids was like, you do good things, you do kind things, not because you want recognition and praise and for someone to say, oh, you're such a good person and pat you on the back. You just do them because they're nice things to do. So I know my dad's not going to really like ever probably talk about it again because there's no reason for him to. But I wanted to share this little story just to say that I'm proud of him because I think he did a very nice thing. He texted me yesterday and was like, hey, do you have any of those barbell pad things? And I'm like, yeah, I, I have quite a few. And he's like, I'm at the gym and I see this girl and she's using her sweatshirt to do the barbell hip thrust. And I know that that has to hurt so much. Like, do you have an extra and can I please have it so I can give it to her? And I was like, of course, I have so many that come from upper 
Um, and I have some more coming today, actually, which I'll share with you guys on Instagram. Uh, but I was like, yeah, do I really need, like, my blue barbell pad or can I give it to somebody who is using their freaking sweatshirt, which I know just has to kill their hip bones. So I gave one to my dad. I'm kind of curious. Like, I would like a little follow-up story from him on, on, like, her reaction when he gives it to her. But he said that he went up to her and was like, hey, um, I don't mean to bother you, which I'm like, at first I'm like, oh my God, dad, like, don't go up to girls in the gym. I've talked about this. But he said he went over it in a good way. I was like, I just, I can't help but notice you're using your sweatshirt. My daughter like works with this company and they make barbell pads. And I know she has a lot at home. Like if she has an extra, like, would you be okay if I gave it to you to use instead? And the girl was like, oh, thank you so much. Like, that's so kind. Um, so hopefully, I was like kind of joking with him yesterday, but I was like, hopefully she's not uncomfortable and wasn't just saying, yeah, okay, like, please get out of my face. Like I have done to people before. Um, but even if she was, either way, this girl just scored because these barbell pads are nice and definitely nicer than using your freaking sweatshirt, which is like, makes my hip bones hurt talking about it oh my god but I wanted to share that because I just thought it was a really nice thing that he did and I'm like I'm all for too like I I'm trying to figure out how to say this in a word in a way that doesn't make me seem like above anyone else but I like to like be encouraging I guess or be like a light of hope and like comfortability to someone who's new in the gym because as a girl I know how intimidating it can be to get in there and feel like you don't know what you're doing or like get really overwhelmed with all the products and accessories and stuff that's out there so um girl to girl if I can like let you borrow like I let some people borrow my barbell pad like I'll just give it to them in the gym because I'm like don't use don't use the crappy foam one use this one um I don't know. I think that like extending like a friendly olive branch, as long as you do it in like a friendly, non-creepy way, we don't need to get back into that conversation again. Um, it's nice. It's nice having someone that you can like, like going into the gym, a place that can be very intimidating for a lot of people and seeing like a familiar face and being like, oh, that person was really nice to me. Like I'm, I'm comfortable around that person. So props to my dad. You did a very nice thing. And that's it for that because I don't need to gas him up too much. Uh, but other than that, oh my God, like I said, guys, I had, a, I had a lot to talk about. I was considering going over my five favorite Christmas songs with you guys this week. And then I never made the list. So I'm not going to do that. Well, I'll give you my, my number one... I don't know what my number one favorite Christmas song is. But you know what? You know what I'll say? Um, have you guys ever heard of the song, The Christmas Shoes? If you haven't, like, pause this podcast, go listen to it, and then come back. I, this song is probably one of my favorite Christmas songs, and a lot of people don't know it, because it is, like, it is a story, and it's a, it's a heart, heartbreaking, gut-wrenching one and apparently a lot of people don't know what this song is during our secret santa last week 
Tamara, my friend at work, who you've heard me say her name a million times, looked at me and was like, you know the song The Christmas Shoes? And I was like, dude, yes, I know the song The Christmas Shoes. And she was like, nobody else in this room has ever heard that song. And I'd look around and everyone's like, yeah, never heard that song. I heard like, this was like, this used to make me cry silently in the back of like my mom's minivan on Christmas Eve when I was a kid. I was just, I'm like, I can't believe that so many people haven't heard this song. <sighs> Let me give you a little breakdown and then I'll, I'll go into my little part two here. So I want you guys to listen to the song, but basically in a short version, the song is about some like grumpy, grumpy man, like grown man who's just by himself, like on Christmas Eve, like trying to get the last of his presents. Like he's not really hyped for the holidays. And he sees this kid in front of him in line. And the kid's like dirty and like has old clothes and stuff. And he takes like change out of his pockets. And he's like, sir, sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. I'm just going to go over the course. See, so he says, sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her style. <sighs> Wait, now I'm forgetting the rest. Oh, and then he says, can you hurry, please? Daddy says there's not much time. You see, she's been sick for quite a while. And I know these shoes will make her smile. And I want her to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight. A moment of silence. How sad is the thought of that? A tiny kid with change. And by the way, he doesn't have enough change. So the guy telling the story pays for the shoes but this guy wants he's buying his mom like one last Christmas gift because he wants her to look beautiful if this is her last day if she meets Jesus tonight and that just really really makes me sad really does um and I bet for like a lot of you guys it can really touch a sensitive place in your heart so I I this song has stuck with me for my whole life. I took a creative writing class in college. It was like my sophomore year or something. And we had to write a short story and it had to be like three pages or something. So I wrote a story based on that. I literally wrote a story based on that song. I forget what the story was, but it was something about a guy in the grocery store trying to get food to like for a meal on Christmas. and. He doesn't see his family, he has no interest, like he stopped talking to them for a while and he sees like someone who's getting something for their parent because their parent is like dying, blah, blah, blah. And it makes the main character realize at the end, like he's like, I'm gonna call my mom and like wish her a Merry Christmas and stuff. My creative writing teacher ate that shit up, ate that shit up. She wrote me like a novel on the back of my paper when she graded it and was like, this is like next level writing. You should really consider this as a career path. Like never stop writing. I want you to take more of my classes, blah, 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 which like I'll take some credit. You know, the story was based on something else, but isn't like everything these days. So that's just my little, my little shining star moment, but Seriously, that song has got to be in like my top three Christmas songs. It doesn't get played that often. So it's like a hidden gem too. And holy fuck, it is sad. 
it is sad. So go listen to Christmas Shoes by, by New Song. I think New Song's the name. I don't know. Anyway, that's all I'll say about Christmas. I've been, I've been watching a lot of TV this past week, and this is important, and I wanted to bring it up, actually, not just to go on about what TV I've been watching, but um, I want to take a little dive into talking about the Meghan and Harry documentary um, and kind of tie that into like a little discussion on mental health. So I'll get into that in a few minutes. Other than that, I watched The White Lotus season one. Pretty good. A little fucked up. The last episode was like, or was it the last? Yeah, it was the last episode. It was like kind of fucked up. I'm not going to give anything away. Uh, anytime I see Jennifer Coolidge, she cracks me up. One of the guys was the intern from The Office that looked like uh, Jim, but like wasn't Jim. You know what I'm talking about? And he like dresses up like Jim for Halloween. I, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about if you watch The Office. Uh, but star studded, star studded cast, Alexander Daddario, phenomenal. Um, and now I need to watch The White Lotus season two. And I've heard all mediocre things about it, but I want to be in on like the talk. So I'm watching that. I finished Megan and Harry within a day and a half. I flew through that disgustingly fast. Um, I finished In the Dark this past week. The first season of In the Dark was the best. It got a little like far-fetched and by the end like I was kind of like oh my god I'm so I'm so sick of these characters but I had to keep like I had to keep watching it until the end you know I just want to like ugh, I just want to wring Murphy Mason's neck whatever so that's that's the tv I've been watching I would recommend The White Lotus um I'm trying to think is there anything I'm missing well Real Housewives of Salt Lake City too I've been keeping up with that but that's not important. Anyway, packed episode. I'm going to be talking about what I eat in a day and a very important message with that. And then I have a really fun interview with Taylor Stevenson over in Canada later on in this episode. But without further ado, let's get started with the Megan and Harry documentary and a little talk on mental health. All right, so the Meghan and Harry documentary has been really popping off on the charts this week. Um, it is on Netflix, if you haven't watched it. It's like, I think it's like the top 10 on Netflix right now. It was juicy. It was juicy for a lot of different reasons. First of all, the I'm sorry if I have anybody in the UK listening, but from an American standpoint at least, and after watching this documentary, the royal family's fucked up. I, that's the only way I can say it, is they're, they're fucked up. Um, the documentary, I'm not really going to get into all the details because you can just watch it. It's short, like six episodes. It, but it talks like it's Meghan and Harry's story of how they met, how things started to go wrong, and why they decided to pull away from the royal family and get rid of their titles and all that stuff. So it had to do, I think part of it, like how it was explained, had to do with a little bit of racism. Like it was very controversial that Megan was mixed and that she'd been married and divorced before and that she was American, like all that kind of stuff. Um, 
and she wasn't made to feel very comfortable about being half black, which I kind of resonate like with what she was saying in the documentary too, because it's like people pick on this little, like this part of you and it's like, okay, but like, that's not even all of me. You know, like me being half white and half Asian, her being half white and half black, she said growing up, it was like, I didn't really belong in any group because the white people are like, oh, well, you're not fully white. And then the black people are like, oh, well, you're not fully black. And then vice versa. It's like people pick on you like or act like racist towards you for being, let's say, black. And she's like, okay, but I'm like, I'm only half too so it's like it's not my whole identity um although it is a big part of it so I I kind of resonated with what she was saying there I don't like it when people like people will see me and like make an Asian joke or something like that and I'm like you guys know like there's other parts to me as well you know like there's more to a person than just what ethnicity their background is um, which is a whole nother story, but that was something that I felt to be really relatable. But anyway, they essentially bullied Megan into the point where she said to her mother, I don't want to live anymore. And that's, that's sad on its own. You know, it's like, we as people need to recognize like when our actions are, like our actions are are passed on, uh, that's not the way I'm trying to phrase it. Let's say what we do affects more people than just us. So you might not realize, or you might be, or maybe you do realize, like what I'm saying is going to have a bad effect on someone. But when somebody gets to a point, I don't care. I know that there was a lot of hatred, uh, like from the family to Megan and Harry, and there was a lot of, the pot was very stirred. There was a lot of things going on and obviously the waters were not kind and friendly. But when somebody admits and says like, I don't wanna live anymore, you need to drop the playing cards and think about the bigger picture here. I, and to me that is like, that's just, that's just hate. Honestly, like I was going to say it's racism, but it's just, it is just hate. If you're like, if you know that somebody that you've been bullying and targeting wants to commit suicide and you're, you don't even flinch, you just keep on harassing her. That is hate. I don't care what you've done to me, what you've done to say my family. I am never going to be okay with somebody killing themselves. It's not, I like, I, I can't even get it out into words because of how, like, I have, like, the goosebumps right now just thinking about the fact that this family actually was okay with it. And not only that, but Megan had voiced to them saying, "I'm my mental health is suffering, like, I am feeling suicidal, I would like to get help. And they denied her of help. She was not allowed to seek guidance. She was not allowed to see a therapist. She wasn't allowed to have a psychiatrist. She was completely left to her own devices to just suffer and 
I like, I just can't wrap my mind around it. She's lucky enough to have like, I don't know, I guess that's just the difference between America and, and the UK, you know, for us, it's like, we're, we're, we're free. You know, it's like, I have health insurance. Like I have the privilege of going to use a therapist or like a health service. But over there, even in the royal family, she's told what she can and can't do. And that just, like, really blows my mind. That just really, I can't wrap my head around the fact that it's up to, like, the queen. Like, the queen gets to decide what color I wear. If I can seek, like, help. If I can see a doctor. And I never, I went, like most of my life, honestly, up until like the whole Harry and Meghan stuff, thinking like, you know, Queen Elizabeth, she's so cute and she's so old. And like, I don't know, I thought Princess Kate was very beautiful. And I was just like, oh my God, like there's an actual king and queen still and princes and princesses. Like, it's just, it's really cool that that kind of, like that's the kind of stuff that kids read in fairy tales. They don't tell you in fairy tales that basically the queen gets to decide whether you live or not when it comes to, when it comes down to it, you know? They don't tell you, like, the queen... I don't know. I mean, I guess you see it in some, some fairy tales, you know? It's like royalties and everything, you know? There's a lot of restrictions and whatnot, but... God, I just... I wanted to talk about it because if you, like... If you've watched the documentary and you didn't see anything wrong with that, I just want you to rewind and think about it. You guys know that I'm a very, very big advocate for mental health and using the resources available to you. And I just can't fathom this idea that they, one, bullied her into feeling like she needed to not be on this earth anymore, which unfortunately does still happen. And then two, when they realize like, oh, like, wait, this is bad. Like, she, like, what we say, like, might actually make her take her own life. They, they didn't bat an eye. They were like, oh, well, she goes, she goes. And that's just sickening. That's just sickening. And I also wanted to bring it up just because I think it's, like, a nice reminder to have every once in a while that you, your words and your actions really, really go far. You might say something as a joke. You might, like joke like think you're joking around or not really mean something or you might fly off the handle and say something mean to a friend or whatnot um and just because those words or actions don't negatively affect you doesn't mean that they're gonna have that same effect on someone else you know you don't know what a person's past trauma looks like you don't know what their mental state looks like you don't know how their brain works and you don't know what triggers them, you know? So something that you say could be just like a mean joke to me, but that could be like something that pushes me over the edge, you know? And there's only so much a person can take until they pop. And I'm just, I'm sick of seeing it happen. Um, and I just don't think that it's right that there's people that don't see wrong in that so obviously there's nothing that I can really do to change the 
way that the royal family views mental health and depression and all that kind of stuff. But what I can do is have a whole serious sit down and talk with you guys about how um, this it's it's really wrong. And just a little reminder, because I think we all need to be reminded, you know, I'm not like, I'm not, what was I going to say, immune? Like, I'm not an exception. I'm not an exception to this. We all need to be reminded every once in a while that little things that we say can have a very, very big effect. Not saying we can never joke around, you know, it's like we get in fights and stuff, but just be conscious of it. All right, enough with the little Debbie Downers um, and the little sad tones. Let's get into some weekly highlights and kind of pick things, pick things up a little bit here. So I was kind of think, I was trying to think, and that's why I like to do my weekly highlights uh, highlights every week because something like phenomenal and life changing doesn't have to happen every week, but it's still like a good practice to sit yourself down and like, you know, just positive energy. Think about what's going on and like what you have to be thankful for or what you're proud of. So this week, my non-health and fitness related highlight was that I went to SantaCon with my friends. Um, it was fun. I was like, I've been like hating on day drinking since I uh, left college. Honestly, I'm good with like not really drinking that much at all anymore like don't get me wrong I still love to go out and I will at any opportunity but like it doesn't make me feel awesome and I don't need that but anyway um I think day drinking actually might work out better for me because then the hangover hits at like 5 p.m and then my Sunday's not shot so I don't really want to go too much into depth about all that stuff but I think I will do an episode like maybe next week or something about the connection between alcohol and health and all that kind of stuff. And what I drink when I go out, um, I know that that's something that you guys want to hear. So we'll talk about that in the future, but Hoboken was fun. It's always weird, you know, going out to big spaces like Hoboken or like at the shore during the summer when you see kids from like, you're there with kids from college. And then you see people from like high school or people you just know from around your town. And it's, Sometimes can get very overwhelming um, because as big as New Jersey feels sometimes, it's, uh, it's quite small. It's, it's a small one. Um, but yeah, I slept on my friend's couch, which was actually extremely comfortable. Stepped in a puddle on my way to my friend's couch, which was not comfortable. Um, and then we, then we had a nice day, a nice day out in Hoboken dressed as Santa Claus. That's, that's really it. Um, my health and fitness related highlight though, I was able to knock out 115 on the bench press for three reps for multiple sets this week, which is not a PR, but it's the best that I've done in a while. Uh, I, I've referenced it before, but my car accident in the fall or August, I guess, really took a toll on my chest, like right here I'm pointing on YouTube and right here. Um, so there was a period of time where I didn't bench press. Um, and then obviously since I stopped bench pressing, I had to work on getting some of my strength back. And I was cutting at the time, which also 
makes you lose a little bit of strength. Um, so 315 or 315. Oh my God. Rewind. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. 115. And we'll not be benching 315. 115 for three reps is what I was, that was like my working set back when I ended my bulk in March. So I'm very happy that this early on, like in December, I'm back at that place. 135 is the goal this winter. So I'm gonna work on it. Um, I will keep you guys updated, but personal, little personal victory for me this week. But yeah, that's that's a quick one, but those are the weekly highlights. All right, so this is what you guys actually came came for this week. What I eat in a day. So I posted a I posted a real video, whatever, on TikTok and Instagram this week. I told my I told myself for a while I'm not going to post a what I eat in a day because everyone just takes them like so wrongly and I, like they really piss me off. Um, but me and my old roommate, we talk about this stuff a lot, and she had sent me two this week that were just so unhealthy that I was like, I, I gotta step in. And even if like 200 people see it, I need to get like my voice out there and at least stop those 200 people. The, the problem that I've been seeing on TikTok is that people are either, they're either severely under eating or they're not being honest about what they eat. You know, it's like, here's my breakfast, here's my lunch, here's my dinner, and then here's a little snack after dinner. And in total, if you really like stop and look at it, it adds up to like 1200 calories when they should be eating like 2400 calories. And that's not a good example to set for people out there because some people do take this stuff like very seriously, which leads into my next point. Just because you see a what I eat in a day on Instagram, TikTok or whatever, and you want to look like that person, let's just say, doesn't mean that you should copy what they eat in a day. I was very specific about that in my video. I said, listen, I'm 120 pounds. Um, just for a reference here, you know, if you're not my weight and you're not at my activity level, you should not be eating exactly how I do. How I eat is unique to me. So this is not like a copy and paste type situation. It's a more of like, here's some inspiration. You know, this is the meals I eat if you need meal inspo. These are the snacks I like to have if you need snack inspo. Stuff like that. So I posted a video of literally every single thing that I ate in my body yesterday. And I'm gonna go through it quickly, but again, just in case my point wasn't clear, I am, for reference, 125 pounds. Um, obviously, you guys know that I work out like six days a week. I'm very active. Um, my What I'm eating is unique to my body, so do not copy and paste. Am I clear? Do not copy and paste. Okay. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust you guys. All right, let's get into it. So for breakfast, I had a Thomas bagel. I normally have like some sort of carb. Um, and then I had one egg and three egg whites. We, like I like to do one egg and three egg whites just because egg yolks do have a lot of cholesterol, but they are yummy. 
So it's a good balance between getting like the egg whites in with less cholesterol, but I still have some of that taste of the yolk. So I did that with a Thomas bagel, which has 10 grams of protein, by the way. And um, I put some cream cheese on top. So that was my breakfast. You know, I wanted to make sure I was getting enough protein in and some sort of carb so I could fuel up for the day because carbs turn into energy. And I also, I also like wanted to show that and talk about it just because like, you, yeah, you guys heard me, right? No, I, I had a bagel and I had a bagel today too. You know, people tend to think like bagels, the enemy, pasta, the enemy. Carbs are not the enemy. Having only carbs and no protein and no healthy fat, that could be not beneficial. Having bagels and eating like way overeating for a day, that could be not beneficial. Um, And same thing as having a bagel and then not eating much for the rest of the day. Harmful as well. So anyway, that was my breakfast. And normally that carries me over until lunch. For lunch yesterday, I had a sandwich. I had to use a fancy kind of bread because we ran out of the regular bread at my house. But don't worry, we got it. I like honey wheat, by the way. But I had a uh, boar's head turkey breast, half an avocado, and some light mayonnaise. That was a good sandwich. And then I put some pretzels on the side because you guys know my little salt deal issue thing um and i need to be getting salt in at every meal so that was lunch and then i got a little hungry about like an hour and a half later so i snacked on some smart sweets because i wanted something like i was hungry and also like i wanted something to just like chew on too and like last longer. So I had the Smart Sweets Sour Watermelons. Phenomenal. Um, Also the Smart Sweets are filled with fiber. So they keep you, uh, they keep you full for quite a long time. And then a little bit later on in the afternoon, I had snack number two. I like, I'm not buying it when these people post what I eat in a days and there's no snacks in there. I'm like, there's no fucking way that you're only having one snack in a day. No, snacks are my favorite. My meals, like now my stomach is adjusted. I, first of all, I can't really eat big meals. I just get full easily. But say I didn't, I would make my meals a little bit smaller on purpose just so I could eat my snacks because I enjoy them. I do. So I'm not buying, I'm not buying this no snack shit. Anyway, my second snack of the day, I had a Greek yogurt, but I made it fun. So I had um, honey granola in it, the Honey Bunches of Oats, that brand. It was, it was all right. I've had better. I I really had high hopes for this granola and it just, I should have got the Nature Valley. Anyway, um, it had granola in it, some raspberries, blueberries, and a drizzle of honey. Now I'm hungry. Now I I think I'm going to go eat one after I'm done recording this. Anyway. Uh, then I had to do some personal training before I could go to the gym myself. So some time passed. And then as a little pre-workout snack, I had a Misfits bar. I had the chocolate orange. I was very skeptical about chocolate orange. Um, I love orange. So I obviously, I had to try it out and I had to get a pack. Uh, for the, also for those who don't know, Misfits is the protein bar 
brand that I kind of work with, um, but they're vegan and gluten-free. And because they're made in the UK and there's a bunch of laws there about what chemicals cannot be in your foods, they're a lot healthier. So I love Misfits. It's it's such a good way to get in protein. Um, I had the chocolate orange and it was really good, I'll say. The outside was like a milk chocolate, like those little crunchies in the top too. So it tasted almost like a crunch bar. And then the orange is like a jam and it tastes like a fresh picked orange, you know, it doesn't taste like artificial flavored orange stuff, you know, it tasted like the goddamn fruit and it was delicious. So that was my pre-workout snack. And then I came home from the gym and had a very exciting dinner that I've been honestly, like I've been waiting to tell you guys about this. So I looked up, I, you guys know, I love the gathered nutrition blog, Mia Swinehart or something. That's her name. But that website has phenomenal recipes. So I saw that she had a dairy free queso and I said, I'm up for the challenge. How hard can it be? Not hard at all. I'll tell you that. Um, I made nachos this week for my meal prep and whoever said that healthy eating has to be boring, clearly has never tried to make healthy nachos. I love Mexican food. I especially love nachos. I love tortilla chips. I love everything in that realm. And you know, like I take care of my health, obviously, and I am careful about what I put in my body. And that doesn't mean that I can't enjoy some nachos, okay? So, My mom recently has been getting this brand from Aldi, so I asked her to get it for me for this week. But they're multi-grain tortilla chips. So, um, I don't know if they're fried, though. Like, because you know how tortilla chips are, like, deep fried? They might be, but whatever. Um, But they're multi-grain, so, you know, it's just a healthier version of a carb. And then I shredded chicken breast. Really easy. I just, you can get a rotisserie chicken, but I wanted to season mine with, chili lime seasoning from Trader Joe's by the way so I just cooked chicken like halfway and then I let it sit in chicken broth for a little while till it turns salt then you just take two forks and you like you know just kind of scrub if you're watching on YouTube you can see but you kind of just pull the chicken apart with two forks and it makes shredded chicken so I put that on top then the queso and then some uh like diced up tomatoes and peppers but let me dive into this queso, okay? I made a queso. You guys are going to cringe. But I made a queso with cashews instead of cheese. And I know what that sounds like, okay? I was skeptical. I was like, okay, so it, it might be like the same color. It might be the same consistency. But I'm going to expect this to taste like queso cheese. And it's going to taste like a nut. And I'm not going to like it. But I, here, let's just try it. Guys. Before I go any further, phenomenal. 11 out of 10. I like I don't even have words to describe like how how impressed I was with this queso and how it turned out. I just like really really need you guys to try it, please. Also because of the whole cashew thing, like I just I need to I need to change that in your mind for you. So, anyway, um I took a couple of cashews and I boiled it 
or I boiled water and then I let them soak in the boiling water for an hour. So they're all nice and soft. And you put those in a blender with, I did a cup of milk, two tablespoons of nutritional yeast, which gives it a little bit of a cheesy flavor. Makes sense. Two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, a teaspoon of onion powder, a teaspoon of garlic powder. Did I say almond milk already? I think I did. Um, jalapenos. I did like a third of a cup of jalapenos. Um, what else did I do? Salt. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Um, I blended that all up and then it comes out like nice and creamy texture because of the cashews, which I guess is their purpose. Uh, and then I added in like a half a cup of the, they sell them at the store. It's like no salt added diced tomatoes and peppers. So I mix that in afterwards. <sighs> so good. So fucking good. You, like I made my dad try it because he was all like, man, queso's cheese. This isn't queso. I made him try it. And he was like, holy fuck. You would not know that there's no cheese in that. And I said, dad, uh, I know. That's why I need to try it. So if you're, if you are like vegan or lactose intolerant, um, definitely recommend trying it out. And if you're not, I would still recommend trying it out just because, you know, it's like queso essentially is melted cheese. You know, when I worked at a burrito place, we would make our queso by just melting pepper jack. But one, it takes a really long time. Two, um... If you don't do that and you just buy queso at the store, like, you know that there's extra shit in there that you just don't need. Um, And it's just, it's just a much healthier version. So plus you get a little bit of the apple cider vinegar in there as well, which is good for your body. So 10, 11 out of 10 for this queso. I'm literally begging you guys with every bone in my body to please try this queso and then get back to me. Don't just try it and not get back to me. Try it and then, like, affirm. Please let me know that you loved it. Thank you. Uh, But, yeah, that was dinner. And then after dinner, after dinner, I had a nice big bowl of popcorn. I have popcorn every single night because it's my favorite snack, and I look forward to it. And then I had some Teddy Grahams. I had, uh, I would say I had probably about, like, 30 servings, and I just, like, kept refilling my bowl over time. Um... But I forgot Teddy Grahams existed for a really long time. And then I saw them one day and was like, oh, like, I should get these. And we got them. And I put one in my mouth and said, yeah, I'm not going back. These are going to have to stay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's basically what I ate in a day. You know, I typically have, like, two or three snacks in between lunch and dinner and two and three snacks after dinner. Don't, don't believe, if you see it. What I eat in a day video, and there's only one fucking snack in there. Don't buy into that bullshit. Uh, we're skeptical. Our sleuth, our little sleuth glasses are on. I'm not, bu- I'm not buying that shit at all. But just so you remember too, you know, like I said, not a copy and paste. This is just some inspiration for you guys to show you what I'm eating. Maybe you can take something from it, especially the queso recipe. Um, and do... I don't know, find ways to incorporate it into your own eating routine. Or maybe this was a good wake-up call for you that it's like, oh, crap, I'm not eating enough or I am eating way too much. Um, But in in whatever way, it was helpful.
take what you will from it as long as you don't copy and paste and get get to cooking get to cooking okay it's time to get into some questions for the week uh but my neighbor just got home i guess i don't know i like there were these two kids that lived next door to me and one moved out and he comes home every once in a while but his car is like really fucking loud um, it's cool. Like, he's got a nice Jeep that's all, like, decked out and it's got all this, like, cool shit on it. Um, but it's really loud. So, if you guys are hearing that, I apologize. But it's just, it is what it is, you know? One day, one day we'll have a studio, but today is not that day. Um, but anyway, I got a good, uh, <laughs> I got some good questions. I haven't read them before, so I'm looking at them now and some of them are making me laugh. One of them is please make YouTube videos. Like, sir, I, I am. Um, but let's, I got a lot of them. So let's dive into questions for the week. Again, I post a questions poll every single Monday on my Instagram story. So you can put your questions there. I got some DMs this week for Instagram or on Instagram for questions. So you can send me a DM. You can leave them in the podcast reviews. Contact me. That's it. <laughs> um, okay. What are your New Year's goals? How to drink and go out while cutting? Um, so that's like a, a long question for me to answer during this segment. But I did say earlier in the episode that I think that's going to be my next episode. I'm going to talk more about alcohol and drinking. Um, just as like a short tip now. Um I guess like my short tip would be like, if you're going to get a mixed drink, like seltzer water is the best way to go. Uh, and just be mindful of like quantity, you know, how much are you eating throughout the day? You know, how much are you eating when you're drunk? That kind of stuff. Um, fun, healthy recipe. Gave you guys the queso one uh, in the last segment. So save my breath there. How to find energy. Um, so... Obviously, getting enough sleep every night is going to be the best way to get enough energy and make sure that your body is properly well-rested. Um, but if you are getting enough sleep during the night and you're still not, like, you're not finding yourself very energized throughout the day, make sure you're getting enough carbs in. You know, caffeine is kind of like sugar where it's, like, you get, like, really high and, like, you're really in and then, like, you're really out and, like, really low. Carbs turn into energy in our body. So if you find yourself constantly tired, even though you sleep a healthy amount, check them, check if you're getting enough carbs in for your body. This one made me laugh. How you got that ass look real? Well, thank you. Um, my ass is real. And eating protein and going to the gym. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. Um, do you take suggestions on guests for your podcast? Absolutely. If you guys have somebody that you want to come on the podcast, I should have mentioned this before. I just never did. Uh, feel free to like comment, shoot me a DM, say whatever. I'm like, obviously I want this to be beneficial for you guys and for you guys to be interested. So if there's somebody that you want to see on the podcast, fire away. Fire away. Next question. Could I not be seeing results because I'm doing too many sets and reps each gym set sesh? Yes. Um, so you don't want to overwork your body and overtire your body. If you're doing too much, 
then your muscles are going to get very tired. It's going to be harder for them to recover. And therefore, they're going to grow at a very, like, a very delayed pace. So I typically stick to around, like, four sets, four to five sets, um, like, five different groups of exercises. They say, like, you don't really want to be doing more than a um, hundred, what they say, 90 minutes, uh, 90 minutes, I think, of, I don't know, I forget, <laughs> now I'm forgetting, um, the point is you don't want to do, you don't want to work out strength training wise for too long. Like I think it's like they recommend like an hour or an hour and a half. I forget. Um, because there comes to a point where your muscles are going to be too tired and it's going to be harder for them to recover. So short answer. Yes. The sets and reps that you do really, really does matter. And I know that it's, uh, especially when we're new in the gym, it's like we want to do everything and we want to go like so hard so we see results but it's actually it, it could be holding us back so that's a very good question how many fit influencers are wearing bum pads now feels like a lot of suspicious glutes definitely not implying you <laughs> okay good because my my cheeks are real um I don't know honestly I've never really heard of anyone using it so I'm not sure Next question. Do you feel like guys or girls are more confident generally and now in this generation? Um, I think guys, and I can't like, and I'm saying that like, this is just my personal opinion. I don't think it's like, there's no like factual like backup to it. Um, one, I don't know what it's like to be a guy. I can't get into a guy's brain. I can't live a day as a boy. I can live a day as a girl. In fact, I do it every day. Um, girls tend to come across a lot more confident than they really are because of how insecure they are. I'm not saying that everybody does, but especially on social media, it's like, you know, I, I've been guilty. Like, I did it a lot when I was younger. You know, it's like you post a lot of selfies and stuff, not because, like, you think you necessarily look good or like just to be carefree but it's like I'm nervous what a lot of people think about me let me put this out there so people think I'm pretty type of thing or faking it till you make it and you know what I'm not necessarily like whatever you got to do to make yourself feel confident I'm all for I don't like who am I to judge um but I think that struggling with body image uh especially on social media now and stuff is just Something that girls have always, like, always been hit really hard with. And like I said, I don't know what it's like for guys, but I think that it could come across maybe that more girls seem very confident. But social media, social media, it's quite, quite a disguise. Next question. During each gym session, do you focus on one body area or only or mix it up? Um... I mix it up. Uh, I, I focus on one body area. Sorry. Um, your splits and like how you work out can change based on how many times you go to the gym a week. So you're hitting everything. I split up my workouts. So I hit each body part at least once a week in a way that really like targets each one. So for example, on my leg days, I focus Monday, I focus on quads. Thursday, I focus on hamstrings. 
I find that it allows me to put more focus into that muscle and like really like, like really just put more focus on it and dive into it. Um, I personally have found better results for myself when I isolate the muscle groups and really focus on them. Last question. I'm the worst for picking at food during the day between meals. How do I stop? Um, I feel like that, like, that's a question that like a food therapist would be a lot more qualified to answer. Um, but I do like, like I said, I'm a snacker and I definitely had that problem where I would just go into the snack drawer and be like, oh, it's just one pretzel. And then the next thing I know, I've actually eaten like two servings of pretzels. Um, drinking water helps, you know, keeping your water bottle by you. It'll help keep you full. Um, planning out what you're going to eat in advance kind of helps too, if you could do so healthily, just so you know, like, okay, this is what I'm eating today. Um, chewing gum can also help. I think like it also, if you have meals with like a, like a good amount of healthy fat in them, they should fill you up longer. So like, you don't really want to snack, you know, also like working when I go to work, I, uh, only bring the snacks that I know I'm going to eat. You know, I'm not bringing a whole bag of pretzels with me I, I portion it out so like I said I think a food therapist would probably give you a better like a more educational response on that but those are just my my little tips and with that being said I guess that uh that sums it up for the wow I just turned into like a I just had a little country accent going on there for that just about sums it up that's not even I don't know what it was anyway I'm just going to talk like my normal self. That that sums up this week's question segment. Um, like I said, look out for new ways. Oh, wait. No, it doesn't. Hold on. I lied. I forgot about the one in my DM. And I just told this girl I would answer it. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, yeah, this girl literally DM'd me a few minutes ago when I was recording this. So let me pull it up because I almost forgot. Hey, Liz, I have a question. I often struggle to keep my heartbeat high when I train upper body. Any suggestions to improve that? Um, first of all, that's very normal. So my upper body like heart rate is a lot lower than when I do lower body. It's just like lower body. Um, first of all, I'm able to lift heavier. It's, it's like the movements like lunges and squats, you know, it's like I'm going up and down and your heart rate naturally will just um, go higher. So that's not like a red flag. That's okay. But if you are looking for ways to increase your heart rate, um, I would recommend throwing in some supersets, you know, or it's a little circuit style stuff. So supersets are two exercises that are back to back without any rate or rest. And that rest period, like that absence of a rest period helps to keep the heart rate up for a little longer while you do the two exercises and then rest after. So that's one recommendation for getting heart rate up. Um, caffeine gets your heart rate up too. That's not really the healthiest answer though. And then just watch your, watch your rest times as well. You know, um, with upper body, I take about 45 seconds to a minute. Yeah, rest breaks. I don't tend to go over a minute because I don't want my heart rate to drop too low because then I got to build it up again, you know? So those are my suggestions. Uh, but your heart rate being lower than or on upper body days than it is on leg days is very normal. No red flags. 
all's as it should be. everybody i'm here with a very special guest taylor stevenson today how are you taylor i'm really good how are you i'm good i'm good so i've been following you for a while on instagram and i wanted to have you on the podcast because i always see your stories um gym related stories but then also just you going out and enjoying life and just being a young adult in her 20s so i thought you'd be a perfect person to come on and um kind of talk a little bit about how you balance, you know, fitness and having fun and your social life and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I try to show that side a lot just because I feel like a lot of fitness influencers or influencers um, don't really show that side, even if they do that stuff, like go out and party and stuff. So I feel like I just like to show that just to be real with my followers and stuff. And yeah. Cool. So I have a few questions for you. Um, because I've never really talked to you before. What kind of got you into your whole fitness journey and starting your page and all that? Like, did you play sports growing up or anything? So I was a competitive dancer my whole life. And in grade 12, I made like a huge decision to like stop doing that. Like it honestly took up my whole life. I did it like seven days a week, every single day after school. Like I had no time for friends or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, And then in grade 12, I feel like I had like a lot of like grad events and stuff that I was going to miss if I did like the dancing and stuff. So I decided to stop and I feel like I kind of like I started gaining a little bit of weight and like losing a lot of my muscle because I wasn't doing that like activity every day. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, I need something to like fill that space and, you know, have like another like activity to do. And that's when I started going to the gym because I was like, I need something else that I can't really just start a whole new sport. Right. I was like, let me just start going to the gym because it's like an outlet like that, like something that I can be motivated about and determined, determined about. And then um, also like have that physical activity. So yeah, that's Mm -hmm. why I started going. And then I started my page in 2018 actually. And yeah, and it used to be called Taylor Stevenson underscore fitness. It was the (laughs) longest name ever. And I started it when like no one else had a fitness page. Like it was just, it was way back, way back in the day. And I would honestly just post on there to like keep myself accountable for like going to the gym. And just so like I would go every day. And then I just started posting and it started kind of like blowing up in the next like year or two. And yeah, then here you are there but yeah it's actually so funny because I my like quote-unquote story is almost the same as yours oh really yeah I played soccer and ran track my whole life and then like sports came to an end like my senior year Mm -hmm. of high school um and I was like okay what do I do now like I want to I want to keep active but like sports are done like what do I do so I started going to the gym I started my page the same time as you back when yeah like you said like nobody had yeah, yeah, it was crazy back then. Like my friends were like, "You like you really want to do this? Like you're just yeah." Like- I know I, I did get a lot of like judgment for it, and like a lot of people were like, "Why are you doing that? Like who do you think you are?" But I Look, just kept yeah. and yeah, yeah. It's it really is a good way to hold yourself accountable. That's like one of the reasons why I started it too, just because I was like, okay, if I'm gonna post stuff, 
I want to one feel comfortable in my body and two know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you how how old are you now? I don't even know. 23. Okay, same. Yeah. Um wow, we're like meant to be besties. you <laughs> <laughs> for. Um so I saw like in your Instagram bio and stuff that you studied kinesiology in college. Yeah. Um is that something that like you're pursuing like a full-time career in or um, so I'm not like technically using it right now. Um, well, I kind of am, but like not really like as a nine to five typical job. Right. Like I, I'm doing like a course right now on like how to do online. I think you do the online training, right? Yep. Yeah. So I'm doing, I just started a course on that. So it's kind of just like in the works, but I'm kind of starting that. And I guess I will use my degree with that for sure. Cause it's all about fitness and you know how the body works and stuff so I'm sure I'll use it but I'm not actually using it in like a traditional way right now but right yeah my plan was to actually go to like physio school um with my ex-boyfriend but then we broke up and then I was like I don't know if I actually want to do that or if I was just doing that because you wanted to do that so yeah I don't know it's a lot like it's a big commitment too you know if you're like not sure if you want to do it because yeah it costs money Uh, yeah (laughs) <laughs> I'm like a physical therapist or even like a chiropractor like you have to go to years of school yeah possibly. yeah it was like I think it was like three or four years and it was like yeah like 50 grand or something and I was like I want to be 100% sure before I do something like that so you can always go back to it too I mean be, like through personal training yeah. you're still kind of using like some of the knowledge that you learned so it's not going to go yeah. out the window exactly yeah I like thought about for a brief second in college because I was in the business school I thought about changing my major just because I was like I love like personal training and all this stuff is so interesting to me um and then I like woke up to reality and was like okay no I can't there's no way I'm passing like chem and bio at Rutgers yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I was actually like a pretty smart student so I didn't like have any trouble getting in or anything or like I really like science actually like I was really good at it math not so much but I didn't have to do math really I had to do one physics class in my degree and that was it so I was lucky with that but science I've always been really good at so it wasn't really like hard for me or anything but I really liked my degree I actually went um I actually applied to my school in like I applied for arts first because I wanted to be a French immersion teacher oh. and that was like my whole plan in high school I wanted to be this French immersion teacher and then I applied for arts I got in and then like two weeks before I had this like realization I was like I don't want to do arts like I don't know why I thought I wanted to do that yeah. and I was like if I don't want end up wanting to be a teacher you can't really do much with arts with an arts yeah. degree so I was like I want to do something that I can actually like I actually like and then you know so I emailed the like advising office like two weeks before school started and I was like I know this is a long shot but can I like switch my <laughs> degree and they didn't email me back and then like a few days before school I just checked and they switched me without even like emailing me back I was like oh cool okay, okay. now I'm in kinesiology that's so funny I wonder yeah. where did you go to school at UBC Okanagan in Canada here oh cool cool I didn't yeah. realize you're so I thought for some reason that you were in um I thought you were in a different country because I was like, I think I forget like some word you said or something one time. I was like, okay, she's definitely not in the States. And for some reason I was yeah. like, wait, is she like British? And then I was like, no. <laughs> and then you were like, I'm on Pacific standard time. And I was like, oh, maybe she's just from the West coast. Yeah, no, I, I'm from Canada. I grew up in Vancouver. Actually, if you know where that is, it's 
like a I'm city. Not lie. I don't. I know yeah. that I know that Vancouver exists, but I've only yeah. been to Montreal. Yeah. So I only know where like the okay, okay. French are. Yeah, totally opposite side of Canada. But um yeah, it's on like the West Coast. And I grew up in Vancouver and then I moved here to Kelowna. It's like a lot more north, like five hours north, um, to go to school and then I just never left. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. That's awesome though. Yeah. Um, so do you like trade so you have you started training online or not yet um like I've had a couple calls with people um but I haven't like I have a few clients but I haven't really like it hasn't really taken off yet like I have a few clients from like previous months but um yeah I'm I'm hoping to like get more obviously like soon I'm thinking the new year is going to be a good time though because every everyone's excuse right now is that they can't afford it and they don't have the money so I'm like okay well January 1st (laughs) that's funny I wonder if you'll get like because I've had a I've had a few clients from Canada being like Mm -hmm. I guess so close to it is a lot of your following from Canada or from like the states Um, it's actually like my top um country is the U.S. Okay. And then my second is Canada. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Cause I honestly, I mean, I feel like the two countries are so similar. Yeah. 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 I've only, I've only been, have you been here before? Like the States? Um, I've been, well, I've been to like Disneyland when I was a kid and Disney world in Florida when I was like, I don't know, 12 or something, but yeah, that's really all, all I've been to. I've I also actually, Vancouver's really, really close to the border. Um, it's like a 20 minute drive from the border. So I would go over to the States to go like back to school shopping when the dollar Aww. was like even because it was way cheaper over right. there. But now it's like way more expensive to go over there. But yeah, I used to do that a lot. So yeah, inflation's kind of killing us right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I remember like the one time I went to Canada, I came back with a lot more US dollars than I thought I was going to yeah (laughs) for some reason yeah I'm from like I'm from New Jersey so every Mm -hmm. time I tell people I'm from New Jersey they just think of the Jersey Shore and then I get the whole like gym tail laundry like the whole yeah feel but we're we're I honestly love that show so much (laughs) see I wasn't even I didn't even watch it until I got older like once I got to college because Jersey Shore came out when we were like what like 10 12. yeah no I didn't watch it till later too but I when I did watch it I loved it everyone watched it as a kid and my mom was like you're not watching this crap like this is yeah, it no, I think she didn't want, want me to like get that have that influence of my life of like oh these are how older people in my state are acting so let me also act this mm-hmm. way Ugh. yeah makes sense crazy um Okay. So like I said, I wanted to have you on so we could talk a little bit about like how you balance your life and stuff. So I'm assuming you graduated college last year, right? Yeah, actually in April. Yeah. Oh, April of this year? Yeah. Okay. So my, cause I mean, I graduated college too and then moved back to home. So in what ways do you think like you've seen your life change since you've been done with college as far as like your daily schedule and habits I know that's kind of a big question but yeah um I mean it it honestly has changed a lot um I had it really easy in university like I I had a part-time job but I like didn't really have any responsibilities like I lived at my parents house and 
it was just really easy for me and all my worries were like school 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 there wasn't really any like big responsibilities and now that I'm like out of university I'm like oh my god this is real life like I wasn't prepared for this (laughs) like I yeah and not going into like a I feel like my degree it's like they don't set you up to get a job really it's like you have to do more schooling like if you want to be like chiro physio or like anything really you have to do more um whereas like a degree like nursing or something they get you a job right out of school so I didn't have that like job lined up so I was like well I don't really know what I want to do so I kind of just took the summer off and worked full-time as a server and just saved money and then um yeah I'm still kind of figuring it out but (laughs) that's okay you're only out a few months so this is the perfect time this is the time we're all figuring it out um totally yeah. and I don't I don't want to jump into anything if I'm not 100% sure so right. yeah no you're right because I'm I'm like I come from such a different world as far as schooling where like you said your degree set like you get your undergrad and then it's like okay we have to do more school like what's next mm-hmm. for me it was kind of like okay I have my undergraduate degree I don't need my master's or anything um and in the business school like they kind of drill into you like resume interview tips like here's employers like go 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 so you don't leave the school without a job kind of yeah but so I work so yeah and it works out for the best you know it's like they gave you the resources but you have to hold yourself accountable to take advantage of them you know um so you said you work as a server and you've been working as a server full-time since you graduated school back in April. I know that that's extremely exhausting because I've been a server before and it's a lot of on your feet. Um, like you don't really have time to catch your breath. And I, I have a lot of clients that work in like, like their servers or work in the food industry and they have like, the, it's one of, it's a struggle for them to find time to prioritize their health as well and work out because of how tired they are when they come home on a day that you have work. What does your like schedule look like and how do you find time to keep going to the gym and eating healthy, especially when you're at like a restaurant all day? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's definitely hard because I mean, I am around like a lot of yummy food all day and like all I want to order is like pasta and like burgers but and obviously I do when I want to but they like my restaurant does have like healthy options like they have bootables and salads and stuff Mm. so I always you know get those and add chicken and it is possible to you know get the healthy option um but on a typical day of work like I either start I either do a day shift and it starts at 11 a.m or I'll do a night shift and it starts at 4 p.m so if I'm working a day shift, I'll u- either either I'll wake up early and go to the gym in the morning and then go to work or I'll go to the gym like after work at like five. Um, but it's also like really busy around that time. So I don't like to do that. Yeah. But yeah, like that's I don't know. I feel like honestly going to the gym before like gives me energy to go to work, though. Okay. Not going to lie. Like especially when I start at 4 p.m. like at night if I lay in bed all day because I'm tired, like, I just won't want to go to work. But if I, like, force myself to go to the gym at, like, two, like, one or two, then it honestly, like, gives me energy to go to work. So I actually like doing that. Yeah, that makes sense. I, like, so I'm a little different because I start work at, like, 8, 8.30 every morning. So I tried going to work in the morning and was like, this is horrible. Or 
to the gym in the morning it was like why am I doing this like I have nothing to do after work but I definitely agree that like so I'm sure you're the same way where I get excited to go to the gym like like I'm like I love I love doing this like I get excited to go and then once your brain turns on and like you're moving and releasing like energy um you will be more like not excited but ready and -hmm. like prepared to go into a shift like yeah yeah rather than just like laying I feel like if I lay in bed up until my shift which I do sometimes yeah I am just so tired my whole whole shift and it's just awful so it changes your energy too and then like obviously as a server you don't want to have like low or moody energy Mm -hmm. yeah actually like I have like a really weird schedule because I I DJ as well oh really that's awesome yeah I'm a DJ and like it's just a weird schedule when you like have to stay up super late because I I mean, I do work majority night shifts at my job and then I DJ. So honestly, my days, like I sleep in like till like 11 every morning. And I know that's not like a typical like influencer, like fitness girl schedule. Like I ne- I never wake up early. I just am not an early bird. Um, I never really have been. But I yeah, I just it's, I can't be with like my schedule, my work schedule. So I mean, I have all day to go to the gym. So I usually go to the gym like during the day. Um, yeah so I don't know it's just like a tough schedule to like kind of figure out but yeah it works that's honestly awesome though because I feel like we see a lot of influencers on social media that don't like have other jobs or are not balancing like multiple jobs so you're right like Mm -hmm. a lot of times we see these people up at like 7 a.m and like like they're like come on guys like get up go to the gym blah 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 and then they're in bed by like 9 30 p.m but that's not your lifestyle I mean you're finding a way to do stuff that like yeah. you enjoy while also prioritizing your health and if that means that you need to sleep in until 11 to get like eight hours of sleep then so be it yeah exactly so I didn't know that you DJ that's really cool do you mm-hmm. do like parties and events and stuff or do you like create stuff on your own yeah so I do my boyfriend actually owns an event company Oh, awesome. And he's the one that like taught me how to DJ like a year ago or a year and a half ago. And um he's like more geared to like the col- like towards college kids. So, like where I went to university, he uh-huh. throws like parties and events at the pub at like the university that I went to. So yeah, I just like DJ for his events mostly, like every weekend. And then he's been like expanding to like other provinces and other like you know, cities and stuff. So wherever he goes I kind of just like I'm the DJ for his company which is kind of cool and then I've DJed at like some restaurants around like my hometown like my area here as well just like on the weekends and um yeah and then I DJed at like a little mini music festival that happened Ooh. at my university as well which was like a really weird like last minute they like needed someone in the middle of like like in between two people like two performers right. And they just asked me, my boyfriend, they were like, do you guys want to just like DJ a little bit here? And we're like, sure. There was like 2000 people there. I was like, okay. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's been really fun. Yeah. I've always had like, um, a big passion for like music. Like yeah. not really, like I never played an instrument instrument or anything, but like every party I went to or like every, like, like gathering or like every time I hung out with friends, like I was always the person like that played music like on the aux chord like I would always be that person and 
I just feel like, yeah, like every time like someone's like, oh, who wants to play music? Everyone's like, Taylor, play music. Like <laughs> I just have good like music taste, I guess. So I've always like knew, like known that I would be kind of good at that. So yeah. That's awesome. Uh, do you like, do you ever see yourself like creating your own mixes or anything like that? Like to put yeah. on SoundCloud? Yeah, I actually really want to. Um, I don't know if you know the DJ on TikTok, like Sikik. He's oh like God. a big like TikTok DJ. I don't know. I know like, the like, one that like, there's like some guy who always does mashups of like popular songs. Over. Yeah, I, that's probably him. He's like, okay. he was like the first like big TikTok DJ. Okay, it's probably him and I've never paid attention to the name. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, he's actually coming to like where I live to like perform in January. So like, I'm definitely gonna go and like see him because I'm super intrigued to like see what he does but I kind of want to be like that like doing more like TikTok stuff and like yeah maybe SoundCloud like just like mashups and stuff like I don't think I would ever do my own like music producing but like mashups definitely for sure we could all use some more mashups I'm here for it (laughs) I vote I vote that you go for it so I could listen to it when I'm at a party or something yeah a little a little gym playlist (laughs) yeah that's that's so awesome I love like nothing like it it's like a a new song mixed with like a 90s song or like an mm, old like yes. early 2000 song that you forgot existed yeah totally that's the best that's so cool though that you do that I've like I grew up and I played instruments and stuff but if you were to ask me to DJ like right now I wouldn't know where to start I would like turn on my Apple music and be like here <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's actually a lot harder than people think like wow. I don't know people just think like they picture like the turntables and like you're doing like the little scratching like it's just a lot more to it like there's so many different like buttons and controls and different volumes and it's just a lot that goes into it actually but it's super fun yeah I have to ask because I've been wondering this my whole entire life what do the turntables do like like you said with like the scratching like what does Mm -hmm. that actually do does it just make the noise well (laughs) <laughs> you can make the noise like if you want to but it's like it's basically like, if you touch the side of it you can like um move the song to a different part of the song basically like if you can like rewind and then fast forward basically is what you're doing okay that's because yeah. I've only seen people do it for like show I've never seen people do it and explain like don't like this is what's happening I never <laughs> understood it yeah I've also I've seen like a bunch of like tables before stuff and the amount of buttons and like vault like levers and stuff confuses the crap out of me I'm like I'll I'm good just listening yeah (laughs) we need people like you to keep the party going yeah (laughs) so what do you um I see like you like like to go out a lot and like you posted a picture last week and that's super cute like pink dress that was adorable oh yes um so what do you do in like your free time besides DJing and um like serving like what do you do for you like what is what does Taylor like to do? <laughs> um, well, obviously the gym. <laughs> um, I I like to try out like fitness classes too. I'm a big like class person. Like I get bored easily, so I like to try out like new like fitness things that are going on in my area. Um, and then yeah, basically just just DJing and um going out. Like not even going out to like party. Just like I like socializing. I'm a very right. social person, and I just. I have a lot of girls nights with my friend group. Like every week we have a girls night. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and yeah, I just like, I like to be with my friends a lot. That's awesome. That's super important too. Cause I feel like a lot of people see like 
like there's like a lot of bodybuilders and stuff that like saturate the like fitness influencer space. And a lot of them are very restricted on like what they can do and what they can eat and stuff. So it's very um, like grounding to see like people like you out there. That's like, this is me in the gym, like working my ass off. And then later Friday night being like, and now this is me out with my girls because I'm having a fun time just balancing Mm -hmm. like, not only your physical health, but also taking care of like your mental and like emotional health too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for everyone, it's different. Like I know a lot of people don't need like a lot of social time, but a lot of people do. So it just depends like if you need that or not. But I, I always tell people like never sacrifice like your memories and social time. Right. Like you don't have to do everything if you're not that type of person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Yeah, I don't know. I've always had a pretty good like balance with it just because I do like both sides so much. Like, I don't know. I talk about this in my story sometimes, but I do like the gym so much and I like going out so much that I don't want to like sacrifice one. And a lot of people think that you have to sacrifice one and you can't do both. But it's like, if you want to, you definitely can. You also like, I think as we get older too, like we realize like you can go out and it doesn't mean that you have to drink until you're like, like, you can't remember what's going on, you know, or like you can yeah. go out to eat, but it doesn't mean that you have to order like the greasiest, like grossest thing on the menu or like finish your whole plate. I was talking to one of my friends the other day whose name's also Taylor. So that's funny. Um, and she was like, I'll never like sacri- like I'll never make myself uncomfortable just to do like something else or just to not have like FOMO like she was like I'm not going to finish my plate at a restaurant if I'm full because I don't want like I don't want to feel pressure but like I don't want to make myself feel sick mm-hmm. and I thought that that was like a good um little like example that she said totally yeah and I know like I like peer pressure is definitely like a thing but it's it's easy to like say no to even like drinking like I don't even drink every single time I go out I just like to go out and if you say no people just don't even ask you like if you say no one time they don't even like they just stop asking you the rest of the night because they just know you're like no no I'm not drinking tonight you know and then they just stop asking you so it's really not that hard your real friends too will like they're not gonna make you feel bad for your own decisions yeah totally yeah that's another big thing too because I know it's like you're right like peer pressure really is a thing but I know like when I go out and I don't want to drink my friends aren't going to give me a hard time because I'm like no thank you like I don't want to have shots tonight or something like that Mm -hmm. um all right so I don't want to I don't want to keep you for too much longer because it is a Sunday but I'm gonna going to close this out with one more kind of question. Um, It's kind of a broad one. So you could take like a minute to think if you need it. But if you like, if you were to give someone advice living a similar lifestyle to you, like, let's just say like someone who works full-time serving or works two jobs, what is like the one or two pieces of advice you would give them to also like to help them stay on track with their health? while working two jobs or working 12-hour shifts or whatever. Mm -hmm, Yeah, I know it can be really hard. And I feel like the biggest excuse people have 
for like living a healthy lifestyle or going to the gym is like, I don't have time or I'm too tired or whatever. But honestly, it just comes down to like priorities. And if you like prioritize your health, then you will find time for sure. Mm -hmm. And you can always find time. There's always time in your day, you know, instead of like watching Netflix or whatever, you can be working out. It doesn't even have to be a long workout. You can work out for half an hour a day if you want to. Um, It doesn't have to be like hours and hours of working out. So I feel like that's what a lot of people think too. They're like, oh, I don't have time to work out for hours a day, but you really don't have to. You can only, yeah. you, know, you can do what you can do what works for you and your schedule. Um, and doing something is always better than doing nothing. So yeah. if you even do, like I said, a half an hour workout, it's better than doing nothing. So it's just about doing what you can with your schedule. And honestly, if you like, if you start going for like a few weeks, it gets easier the more you go. So like, I know it's really hard to get into it or get back into it if you take a, if you took a break or something, but it gets easier the more and more you go and it becomes like almost a part of your routine and it just like becomes easy to wake up and go to the gym. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, that, I like that. That's a good piece of advice. It's like, I think like one thing to call out, which like I've never really thought about before saying until right now is like everyone's, everyone that you see on social media, like pages like you and me are just an example, you know, like you don't like we're demonstrating what, what we do. Like these are the workouts that we do. This is what we're doing on a daily basis, but your life doesn't need to be a copy and paste version of somebody that you see on the internet. So you could just kind of use it and modify it to your own schedule. So like you said, like not everyone has time to go to the gym for an hour and a half in a day. So find a new way of movement and make it shorter, like a half hour. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Was right. I cutting out? Was I cutting out at all there? No, you're good. You're good. Okay, you're good. okay. Because like kind of was like lagging a little bit, but I'm just using the audio anyway. So all- okay, good. Because you you were cutting out a little bit, and I was like, oh no, I don't know if I'm cutting out or not. But- no, you were you were good. You were perfect. I caught everything. Okay, okay. awesome. Um, do you want to tell everybody where they can follow you on um, Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff? Yeah, so my username is Taylor Fit. It's T A Y L E R, not O R. Um, and that's on Instagram and TikTok. And then, yeah, I also have a YouTube channel. It's just Taylor Stevenson that I've been posting a lot more on there. So awesome! Yeah, I'll have to check socials. you out. I'll have to subscribe after after we. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking yeah. time out of your day to talk to me. It was super fun meeting you. I feel like you're my like twin flame that I've never met before, <laughs> but we're like the same yeah, person. Totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everyone. That pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. Make sure that you follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lips with Liz. <sighs> song suggestion. So my song suggestion for this week, I'm going with one more one more Christmas song. I have to, I have to, because I'm recording this and Christmas hasn't happened yet. Uh, so my, my song suggestion is Santa Claus is coming to town, but the Bruce Springsteen version. If you're from Jersey and you haven't heard that, then shame on you and don't tell anyone that. Uh, but if you haven't heard it, it's just, it's a feel good classic. It's a live recording. Feels like your old man's just singing you and really hits home, really hits home. So That's my song suggestion of the week. Like I said, give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok. 
Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week.